Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. It's Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, and best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we are super excited to have an amazing guest, Principal Millicent Borshade, uh, with us from Washington. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, just tell us where you are, how long you've been a leader, uh, what district you work for, anything else you wanna add. Good morning, thank you so much. I am Millicent Borshade and I am the principal at Cedarhurst Elementary School, which is a part of the Highline School District in Burien, Washington. I have been an administrator since the early 2000. I've been a principal at a variety of levels, elementary, intermediate, I've taught at the university level, I've taught college behind bars, so I've seen a gamut of learning. That's amazing. So we'd love to hear from your perspective, what is going well in this crazy time that we find ourselves in in education? What's going well is that At the end of this day, our students are still excited about learning. They still want to know more each and every day. They are still curious. They want to know why. They want to know how. They want to discover. They want to explore. And the great thing is we have an opportunity and a space for that. That is incredible. Um, I'm going to ask a pretty loaded question right now, so it's okay um, if you have like one longer answer or different um, shorter pieces. But I feel like every single principal in our country, that would be the dream, right? That no matter what or where learning is happening, that students are excited, they wanna learn and they have goals. What are some things that you do as a leader to help facilitate that in your in your building or with your school community? Well, first of all, we understand and share with students that no one is born smart. So when you come to school, it's your opportunity to learn. Our teachers are going to teach, but it's your opportunity to learn. Ask questions, raise your hand, and build on the knowledge that you already know. Guess what? You do already have some information, and you add that to what the teachers are giving you. So whether you're learning at home, remotely, or whether you're learning in the school building, you have an opportunity to learn. And that's what motivates and inspires our students especially those who come inside the building to learn. They're looking at their peers to see, okay, how are they doing this strategy? Or how are they learning? What are they taking in? What are they writing down? And when they're learning at home, they get to share and listen to whatever the teacher is discussing at that time. They get to ask questions. And and at that point, they get to even ask their parents who are at home or a brother or sister or a cousin or a grandmother or an aunt that is at home with them so that this becomes a a learning community in the true sense of the word. So I love your attention to language. I love that you are, even in every way you describe it, it's very empowering. 
-hmm. How do you start a culture like this? How do you, because a lot of educators and a lot of leaders are reading that this is the way you're speaking about students and the way you're talking about the excitement of learning, like Sari said, that is the dream. So where can educators start if they don't have a culture like yours yet? First of all, you can't teach excitement. You can't teach um, how to empower. You you have to believe. It has to be a core value that you believe that no matter what student sits in front of you, that that child, that scholar is capable of learning. I, as the adult, as the educator, I have to understand how you learn. And once I understand how my scholar learns, then it's just a matter of me um, feeding them the information in a way that they can synthesize so that they can grow at their pace. One of the things that we have to remove from our thought is that every child is at the same level. Every child comes to school, whether it's at home or in, in the building, they come at their own um, level of learning. They come at their own pace. They come with their own experiences. And all of that is an asset. We have to see it as such and build on that. And then it's contagious when you get excited about them learning and say, oh my goodness, look at what you're doing. The students, you you can see their confidence, the way they walk in the building. They, they just get a different type of swag about themselves. And that carries over into everything that they do. And you have to want to catch them doing well. And you will. I love that. Yeah, seeing seeing it and always shouting them out when you when you see something great happening. I think too, a lot of teachers and leaders first go to like, what bulletin board should I create or what, what teacher move should I do? And really what you're saying is it starts with the mindset. And if you're excited, they'll be excited. And if, and if you understand that every student is different and has different needs, um, then that will help facilitate that culture. And then you can focus on all the other things, but just that foundation sounds like you've really done a, an incredible job of ensuring that that's the case in your, with your community. So that's yes, amazing. And setting goals with the mm-hmm. students. Okay. Now here is where you're starting. And then when we do something similar to this, let's see how much you've grown. Because sometimes if you miss that window to set a goal and when it's, let's say January and you start to have, you know, start to have students zoom in, they may see, oh my goodness, this is all I'm doing. But you, if you miss the starting point, then, um, let me just say it this way. We should start, we should set a starting point with every student. And that's what we do in September. When we get to school, we have our um, assessment window. And our assessment window starts in September, where we assess our students with the iReady um, assessment. We have it three times a year. And once the students take that initial diagnostic, we ask them, okay, now you have an opportunity to grow here you have an opportunity to grow. And we focus on growing because like I said before, that every student is capable of growing, every student. Last year or when we were in school before the pandemic, we set goals with our students using the iReady and oh my goodness, students who um, had not been celebrated for academic success 
we celebrated them with a pancake breakfast and we had so many families just excited about our excitement for their children. And so we are waiting on them to come back to school so we can continue with our excitement. Um, we, we know we will have kindergartens who are in the building for the very first time. Some of our first graders who will be in the building for the first time because they're new to our school and they have not had a complete school year. But we're excited about setting goals with our students so that they themselves can see themselves grow, whether it's in writing, whether it's learning um, new words, whether it's reading a, a, a page and being able to complete a book. We're just excited. You are the epitome of growth mindset and encouragement. And like you shared earlier, um, some of this stuff you can't teach, but emotions are contagious as you are illustrating for sure. Like if you're excited, they'll be excited. So what are some, if you can think of maybe like three different strategies you do as a leader to cultivate this community, because you are cultivating a community of growth mindset, you're cultivating a community of where there's a true focus on student learning, student growth, student ownership, and your students are clearly thriving. Like that's, that's very evident from just the energy and excitement that you have. So if you can think of any sort of tactical um, strategy that you've used with your educators to help them get into this mindset, that would be helpful for others, I think. Well, I start by letting my educators know that I believe that our students can learn and I need you to believe. <laughs> we talk about yet, we talk about grit and we would give out the grit award to classes that demonstrated grit and teachers would call me into their classroom, look, they're demonstrating grit, they're demonstrating grit, which means that they continue to persevere. They may not have understood a concept at the very beginning, but then after they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep trying, guess what? You got it now. And so helping them understand what grit looks like, helping them to understand um, that each student may come with their own way of doing it. So some of our students understand or some of our scholars understand how to do things with an algorithm. And sometimes when you try to show them a different way, our scholars become panicked, like, oh my goodness, are you saying the way that I'm doing it is wrong? No, we're building on what you know. So just giving our, our teachers permission to, okay, let them use the algorithm and then show them one more way. Um, and then making sure that our teachers understand that we're going to celebrate our students for moving ahead. We created a pathway forward. We've given them the strategies. We've given them the resources. And now we have created, given them the space and the, the, the resources that they need. And now we have to celebrate our students. We just like adults want to be celebrated. We need to celebrate our scholars as well. So understanding that our students may not have it just yet, but they will. Um, understanding that we have to create a space where there's um, grit, where they just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, and then making sure that we celebrate our students. And again, like I said, we always have to set student growth goals. So we sit down with our students and say, okay, this is where you are today, 
This is what you can do today. By this time, we'll be able to do more. That's so great. I think it's so important too. two things. Well, everything you said is important, but two things that stuck out that I think are sometimes misconceptions in education is one celebrating along the way, right? Like you don't have to just celebrate after the state test or after the iReady diagnostic or, you know, when they reach a certain goal, it's like, what about those small weekly goals that you set or what they did during class that day? And, and then the other piece, which is connected is treating your students like how you want to be treated, right? Like imagine if you had a personal goal, you don't want to just be celebrated at the end in six months or after the whole year. Like you want a pat on the back or a high five or a gift card, whatever it is along the way. And so, and so really taking that into account is so important. Um, thank you so much for everything, Millicent. This has been such an incredible conversation. Um, you are so inspiring. And I think everyone listening will really appreciate just the mindset that you have um, and all of the best practices you shared. Um, unfortunately, that is um, all the time that we have for today. Um, but any last words you have for, for educators listening about uh, before they head into this school year, um, you want to give them like a piece of advice or, or any last tip? I would just encourage everyone to stay excited because your excitement is contagious. And when you see your students, make sure that they understand that you believe in them and you know that they can do it as they continue to try and try and never, ever give up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, as always, you can follow Curriculum Associates uh, on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIReady. Please be sure to tag us in your post too so we can see the amazing work you do every single day. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. Well, we so appreciate this conversation. Thank you for just being an amazing inspiration to your students, your educators, and now everyone who hears this podcast. So we appreciate you. And until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.